Welcome to the XY Advisor podcast. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. G'day, Clayton here from XY Advisor. Julian, mate, you've made the trek in to right. Customs House, Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me, Clayton. Assume, of course, that is your real name. <laughs> so uh, I'm going. I'm going through the podcast the other day because we've done a, a few hundred. Mm. Midwinter just happens to be the first sponsor. I noticed that. Yes, yes I yes, also remember the, that. As the well. first fifteen mm. uh, episodes. Mm, that's when I had to Google you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and then um, at that stage, you guys were like pretty, like doing pretty well, but still on the up and up. Oh, we were edgy. And then, and now mm. you've, you've got your exit, mate. Congratulations. Oh, you're, you're, uh, thank you very much. To, to Bravora. Oh, thank you very much, Bravora. Yes, yes. That is fantastic, mate. That is, um, I just wanted to say congratulations. Oh, you're very kind. You're excited. You're more excited than I am, actually. In terms of the fact that you've been, uh, you've hidden yourself away from the public eye since then, and uh, well, you've, I, you've I, gone into meditative mode. Well, I also didn't want to die of I'd die of the Wuhan flu. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's a very good point. That's so a very yeah, good point. I had my t- my hands tied behind my back. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what was it like? What was it like getting to? Because it was what 15, 20 years of work. It was uh, the, the it was uh, sixteen years of my life actually. Yeah, mm. that's big, man. Uh, it's not an inconsiderable amount of time. No. Mm. Why am I deflecting the question? I don't know. <laughs> no. It's um it, but it is I like to see it for, for two reasons. Mm. You're a good bloke and That's I'm glad true. that, that uh, you've achieved third success. party of, uh, verification of waste.com. Yes. <laughs> tell also, tell all your friends. <laughs> but also, and probably more importantly, it tells me or it gives me a good and positive sign. Mm. That uh, financial advice in this country is not an industry that's getting ignored. No. And we're getting investment. Yep. So here's the thing. When it comes to these huge companies like CBA and Mm -hmm. AMP, right? Yep. There are half a billion dollars in the hole in trying to build goals-based advice programs and things like that. Well, they would be. Well, they may be. I don't know. I can't speak about them. Well, reportedly, right? And so, um, and then if you think about BT spent over a billion dollars mm. investing into Panorama. Mm-hmm. So you've got one and a half billion dollars there of yep. investment into financial advice. Unfortunately, uh, some of that got nowhere. And then we got a platform. Panorama is the fastest growing platform in the market, I believe. Uh, and I'm sure it's great. But at the end of the day, it's one and a half billion dollars. Mm. And so... Uh, What's going on with that? Why is there so much money going into financial advice mm. and yet we're not seeing a lot of genuine improvement? There's a lot of reasons for that. I'm wondering how many I can actually tell you. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you the truth or not? I might, I might, I might hint at the truth. Please. Look, it's, financial advice is very complex. That's, I mean, that's the crux of it. And the thing is, people are trying to put processes around workflows that it's, it's like you're trying to tell Leonardo da Vinci to paint a landscape. It's, it's, not, it's not paint by colours. You've got to go and talk to every single client. And every single client is a unique tapestry. It's got its own palette, its own shades, its own, its own you know, scenic view. And one's got, you know, it's, everyone's so different as well. And it's not, it's just, it, I mean, I remember being at university uh, and, and you do a group assignment. And it was coincidentally with my two business partners who have we've been following around each other for, for over three decades. But, you know, we went in there and we got, you know, maybe... You know, we, we, we crawled home with maybe 72%. And we think, my God, we're geniuses. <laughs> we went down to the, the, the UWA TAV, Bob Hawke style, and, and we celebrated. And we let everyone know that we were geniuses. Now, we weren't geniuses. <laughs> uh, but you pulled 72% off in a financial plan, and you're going straight to jail. That's a compliance risk. If you get 72% of an of a, of a SOA right, that is 100% wrong. It has to be right. You can't miss out a bit. You've got to do the client's best interests. And that's hard. And you've got, you know, and so I, I find that it's ridiculously hard. And sitting down to a financial plan, you, the, the answer to your question is sit down to a financial plan. And even a simple one, you get bogged down in technicalities and everything's got, yeah, but this, yeah, but that. Mm. And it's that little yeah, but that kills you. 98% of it's easy. But then you've got an allocated pension from a product provider you've never heard of, or you've got some AXA product, which has got capital guarantees in it. 
how do you do that? And so the, the models, model, a lot of the models people use are too simplistic to be useful, and the other ones are too complex to be useful, and it's hard to get the sweet spot. And once you get that sweet spot, it's repeated until rich. But that sweet spot, you need practitioners. And it's hard to find people who have got who've written this away that know how to code. That's very difficult. Those people are rare as hen's teeth. And so when, when you get those people, you hold on to them. And we, we always historically had a lot of those people, failed financial planners, like myself. <laughs> good coders. Yeah. No, no the way around an SOA. Yeah. Um, that's a really good answer. Oh, the, way, the way that I've summarized it in the past is... Uh, tech, especially as soon as you involve tech yep. into the process, mm-hmm. your tech by its nature is rather static. It's, yep. It takes a long time to write mm-hmm. code. It takes a long time. And yet you're dealing in a dynamic environment, yep. which is regulatory in nature and, and things can change at yep. the turn of a dime. Yep. So you've got, you got, two, you got two ways of doing software. You've got waterfall and agile, roughly. Don't, don't. And yes. so, you know, you, waterfalls, you give them, you get, you're, you're given a spec document at the start and you say, go and build that and nothing changes, right? And what are the chances of finding no changes along that journey? Zero percent. So that, that's hard to work. And the other one's agile where you just get thrown everything along the way. And, you know, when has anything ever like that ever worked out? And so you, these two processes are trying to recreate the, the human way of designing and, 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 and specifying what the software should be and then going developing it. But that's, that's, a, that's a huge eternal struggle. And uh, you know, it, it is. You think, how did the Americans get to the moon? Because all these, all these computer methodology and development cycles, the software development life cycle, came from the NASA project, and they did it without a single computer, and they got to the moon first time. And we, and it's so hard for people to even a CRM right. How did they do that in 1969? It's, 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 it's one of the most amazing possible, you know, one of the most amazing feats done by humanity. And so, yeah, that's that's a problem. And so you have this bureaucracy in organisations, especially large ones. And the bureaucracy can can staff you, and you've got the latency where you go in and you say, "Okay, we're making this change to the software. What do you want here?" And they've got to go back to the business and find out. And the business has got to, you know, they've never, they don't even know what you're talking about. So then you've got to tell them. And then you've got this huge latency issue where it takes so long for information to transfer between different departments to get back to the developer, who can then do something about it. And there's your one and a half billion dollars right there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, genuinely, is it a problem that? And, and you've been trying to do this. You've been trying to solve trying all to that complexity for 15 years, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Do you think that, do you think financial planning as it stands in this country, mm-hmm. I believe, and I interviewed Ben Martian not, not that long ago, and he was saying that there's seven or eight different regulatory and legal frameworks that financial planning belongs to. And he said at its core... They're so disjointed mm-hmm. that by abiding by all the rules, mm-hmm. you actually conflict with others. Well, look, I, I'm sure that'll happen. There's no grand unifying. Th- so in physics, they're trying, to, they're, they're trying to get a grand unifying theory. Of a everything. theory of everything. Yeah. yeah. There is no such thing. Yes. I mean, estate planning has got nothing to do with HEX. Yep. Right. And so they don't know about each other. They have different objects, different database shapes. And the other thing is... I mean, there's so many things, but what, what really grinds my gears <laughs> is you use a software and you type in super balance, right? How many times you type in super balance into your software and then you're doing this and then you load up the object, type in super balance again, you go, but I just typed it in. <laughs> but this is a different super balance. This is one for the non-committed allocated pension back in, you know, and, and then you type it and you go, okay, I'll do that. And then you got to do, oh, your income and assets test and suddenly type in super balance. You think, hang on a second, something's wrong here. <laughs> and so what's happened is someone's gone along and bought... They've started off with one bit of software and put two bits onto it, yes. like lipstick on a pig, yes. and then try and integrate it. Yes. And it works out. Yes. They were scratching their heads. What you want to do is you want to start. I mean, we always talk about integration, but there's a lot to be said for forward thinking ahead design and just 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 building it, building it beautifully from the start and elegantly. Yeah. And like there was this uh, Steve Wozniak. Was it Steve? No, it was um, it was Steve Wozniak. He built the um, the Apple II, the circuit board. Now he was he was a Polish immigrant. And he was obsessive compulsive about transistors. And like he, was, he had no money, poor bloke. And so Steve Jobs said, go and build the circuit board for the... What's the one getting by? Yeah, Apple, yeah. Apple II. Apple II. Yeah. Sorry, not Commodore. And, um, and, and he didn't know about all the... And so he, di- he didn't know about the budgetary constraints and all the rest. So he just he assumed they had no money and built this masterful design of a, of a, of a, of a, of a chipset. I like the main motherboard. And you go into people's offices and they have... Fra- like it's framed, the blueprint, right? And this guy built it beautifully from the start. If the if the foundation is beautiful, you can do all sorts of amazing things. 
but and so I just don't think, you know, it's. I think there's a lot of legacy issues with financial planning software, and we'll this, the industry has been struggling with that since day dot, and and it's not easy. It really isn't easy. And and the thing, other thing is, financial advisors all think, and I love financial advisors. Don't get me wrong, and this is this is a very positive comment towards them. But they think all their their unique practices are the way everything should be done, and they can't see beyond God bless themselves. Can't be, be, see beyond their own practice to think there's another guy out there in Toowoomba, or, or uh, you know some lady up in um, 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 somewhere in Queensland doing something completely different. And so you've got to you've got to get all their different business models and unique workflows and their different approved lists and all the different things they use and give it to them and then give it to the other person. And but they're completely different. And so you have to configure and it's you know it's, it's yes that's 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 that is hard and it does sound hard and mm. and I guess um, and why I've invited you on today is because it seems overly difficult, right? Yep. It, it it if I think about what the regulation is trying to achieve, mm-hmm. it's to stop the worst financial planners who have the worst that's in mind. Right. Yep, I, I often said you know if you're a good if you're a good bloke or a good girl. And, and you love your clients, don't worry about the law. Well, if I, you do the best thing by your clients all the time, you will get to a good result. Yes. And so I think that's kind of where phasiers came in. And, and it's they're, they're, I think the goal of it was to say, <laughs> look, we understand that there's a lot that's incorrect or, or conflicting in advice. Okay, I don't remember reading that bit, but okay. <laughs> but I, oh, I interviewed Stephen and he was kind of like the, the essence of phasier is if you're doing an ethical thing, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. So that's good. Oh, I'm happy to know that. I should I should listen to more to him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because I think there's yep. if but let's let's view it from a first principles mm. view, right? First principles. Go let's go. Let's say why is there complexity in a financial plan in the first place? Mm-hmm. Well, human life. Well, yes and no. Hear me out. Mm. So it's, the complexity, I don't believe, is in the client's life. Because let's say if there was no rules and regulations mm-hmm. and I had the most complicated client in front of me, give me a year, I could, I can come up with some... Uh, and, and, are, you, uh, are you doing things on a yearly basis or a monthly basis? Do you, where, where, are there their investment patterns? Have you got the date or the time? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, give, me, give me a long period of time mm-hmm. and, I can, and I can come up with something that they're comfortable with that we can achieve over the course of a long period of time. Yep. Also, that we're going to pivot over time, right? It's not that we're, we're so not going to... Build, you're building a financial plan for them, mate. Yes. Okay, right. Okay, let's say that there's no rules and regulations, mm-hmm. right? And so someone walks into my door, mm-hmm. even if they're very complicated, mm-hmm. we can work together and come up with a good financial plan for them. Yep, that's true. Yeah, so it's not the complexity in the client, I believe, that creates complexity in the plan. The complexity in the plan, I believe, comes from the complexity of the rules and regulations that surround what's required in the plan. Yep. Now, why is there complexities in the rules and regulations in the plan? Mm -hmm. It's because we've had things like Storm Financial. It's because Mm -hmm. we've had huge, huge, like, which cost billions of dollars to the the clients, right? And so the, the powers that be said... We can't allow this to happen again. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I fully agree to that. Yep. Now, there's two ways. But yet, yet, we're still having problems. Aren't we? Well, well, there's two ways that you can approach this. You can say we're going to let the products do whatever they want, mm-hmm. and then we're just going to stick rules and regulations in around those products so that they can't do what the products were designed to do. Yep. Okay. So then you're left with a financial planner who has the ability to do something, mm-hmm. but it's now illegal. Or, or it breaks rules and regulations because the product's been designed to achieve something. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll just move on to the next product that, that hasn't been um, hasn't been assessed by ASIC or the uh, regulatory. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's the and then that's the that is the cat and mouse game that we are in, and we've been playing a long time. Mm-hmm. Create a product, advisors use product, mm-hmm. ASIC creates a reason why that product can't exist. Mm-hmm. Jump along to the next product, yep. and it's going to continue until we have this cacophony, and that's the complexities in the plan. Yeah, well, that that is a never-ending story. And just when you fix up the last problem, uh, you know, there'll be some new derivative or some new platform that you know that could be used and, and misused in ways we've never even thought yes, of. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, so the problem the the problem is foreseeably never going to finish. No, I'll never finish. Right. So, I I'm not convinced oh. that's a good way to do things. I'm not convinced mm-hmm. that. Open yep. product features mixed with regulation to stop using the product as mm-hmm. intended is the solution. Yep. 
I see a solution in being simplifying what a product can and can't do. That now solves the problem, right? Mm. So we've done this already. This is well, not a you, new... You've, you've still got issues like, are you doing things with class best interest? I mean, wait, wait, I mean wait, that, wait, that's, wait. that's got nothing to do with... No, I know, I yeah. know. But let's even get to class oh, best well, interest no, in a second, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Right. So if you... So where did class best interest come from? Well, uh, it, it came, came from... from the fiduciary's response... Uh, Hanging the, your um, shingle, uh, your, actually, I don't know where it came from. Buddy, tell us where it came from. Okay, it came out of FOFA, right? Mm. Right? Oh, FOFA. Yes, it came out of FOFA, right? So yep. this this legislation was created mm-hmm. because they said, financial advisors, you're not doing things in the best interest of your clients, so we're going to we're gonna make you do it. Well, mm. what like what happened in FOFA, mm. what, what created this framework? Well, that was... The reasonable basis framework. It, which yes, yeah. yes, but also what what happened in the market? Well, we had storm, and so they said, okay, this is our way to make sure that yeah. storm never happens again. Okay, this is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Let's stop with all this. Let's create rules and regulations around the what products can do. Yep, and then it never gets to be a problem because nothing gets into the hands of advisors which can break the law. At that stage, you can turn down the rules and regulations that you have to fit within. And and here's a perfect example. Uh, a part of the storm problem was uh, oh, I in, love, I, I, investment I commissions and superannuation commissions, and, and right? software. Wait, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so turning down commissions on investment products mm-hmm. and superannuation products created a very simpler environment. However, that the let, rules and regulations to, um, never never took their their foot off the gas. They still exist as if we live in a world where you can receive. Well, the thing, okay, so the, 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 main, the main issue with, well, not the main issue, there were so many issues with Storm, and if you go into aussiestockforums.com, <laughs> you could go deep down the rabbit hole on a daily, on a day-by-day blow onto the whole cacophony. It was, it's a beautiful, I wouldn't say it's a beautiful story, it's, it's a terrible story, but there was there wasn't much asset could do from memory because that's right because the, the, the rules and regulations was, no, the, the storm, no the issue with storms they didn't break you can't asset can't go into a business and say we demand to look at your business model and we we will predict whether it's a bad business model it's got nothing to do with asset you're allowed to have a bad business model but you're going to go broke i fully agree to that yeah. what i'm saying is they solved the problem mm. by removing the commissions that are attached to investment and superannuation products. Yep. Right? So I thought that was, I'm like, yeah, mm. that's a great way. So rather than chasing your tail, trying to stop this from happening, just remove it from the product feature well, yeah, set. And remove rights away from consumers and not let them. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but we live in a world where we don't have unending rights, right? We don't live in a completely capitalist society. Well, I, there are we, I, would, I would hope we have some liberty. <laughs> we do have some liberty. I'm not saying remove all superannuation products. I'm saying we should at least look at the concept yep. of removing product features, which would save tech companies like yours mm. on trying to figure out how on earth an advisor can advise, like recommend something. With, so you're you're saying in a framework that makes it very difficult to so recommend. So you're you're saying uh, uh, changing all the rules and starting from scratch will save us money. Yes, I actually am. Well. I think it, I think the cacophony I, that we I, are I, in. Look, I, I, you're, you're, I, it's, there's too many variables for me to adequately predict anything in this scenario. <laughs> but I've really enjoyed talking about it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, no. It's. I mean, I, I understand. Look, I was talk, I, I've been talking to a few compliance people around town. <laughs> I've been. Is. I've been. Well, no, over the last few weeks, actually. Okay. I've been. I've been. Um, I've been. Uh, I've been. I've been trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm. I'm. I. I'm aware of a number of. Of of uh, remedi- remediation uh, uh, projects going on in some of the larger companies around town, mm-hmm. and some of the numbers I'm hearing are astronomical. Some of the murmurings I've been hearing uh, are quite really interesting. Some interesting conversations going around saying, "Why don't we just get rid of compliance completely? How, what where, what has compliance done for us? We have got we've just gone to royal commission. Was it a compliance failure or an advice failure?" I get what you're saying. And why, and why not just say, okay, and this is not me, by the way, it feels. <laughs> this is not something I, I, would, I would ever um, ever put forward. But the, some of the murmurings I'm hearing say, well, let's, let's not pay the compliance bill. Let's just save that money for the remediation down the track. Yeah. It's, it, and uh, so that's, that's where some of, the, that's where some of the, 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 the feelings and emotions are at the moment because of, of, of you know, the, 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 the hell that they've been going through. 
and some of the checks they're writing out. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I think the industry to do the best out of financial planning over the last decade has been the big four. That's, that's the industry to be in. Well, I, I used to work one of the big four. And I was very, very worried, viewers, when um, I was sitting there in that big four in the research department. There's only the two of us. I was quant and my, my workmate was qual. Sometimes a bit more qual and he was a bit more quant. And if he was have a day off, I was qual and quant. And uh, it's very stressful. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there watching the, the growth of this compliance team. You know, yeah. And I thought we were a very productive team of two in research. But I think, you know, when, when, when your compliance team is bigger than your research team, your portfolio administration team, and your yeah. portfolio management team, yeah. and then compliance is taking up two floors and the rest of it is taking up one, yeah. I think you might have, well, what's going on here? No, <clears throat> it's, mm. it's the tail wagging yes. the dog. Yes. And this is why I think it needs to be. I think product features, I think restriction on product features rather than restrictions on advice is a far, far better way uh, I, to I, approach I, it. As, well, I mean, I've had a few chats with the regulator in my time and the, the, the impression I get, let's say, let's say, let's say, God forbid, Clayton, I'd never do this, but let's say I went out and shot someone. Yeah, let's, let's assume you'd won't. I would, it's not, it's not my nature viewers, I never would. <laughs> Uh, but I would want the best legal representation. I'd, I'd go and see the finest lawyer in town. Sure, quite. And you think? And, yeah, and I, I would sure, walk into yes. I would walk into um, my raconteur's law, uh, my raconteur lawyer's office. I'd say, "Listen, listen to me." I love how you've already given him a personality. <laughs> I <trait>. want the <laughs> best advice money can buy because I'm in a bit of trouble. <laughs> I need some help. And uh, I'll go through my story of my tale of woe of how how nothing happened. And those those eyewitnesses are wrong. And, and, and I'd say, and he would listen to me. I'd say, no, you're not listening hard enough. We're going through this again. Right. And I'd, and I'd, I'd, get, I'd get him, I'd make him get, and her, you know, the best qualified lawyer, viewers, regardless of gender. And I would say, we're going through this again. I want get all your law, law crime books out and we're doing it again. And we're going to go to role plays and we can say, what about that? What about this? Right? And we'll be there at midnight because I want the best advice from that. Yes. Right. That's what a financial planner should do. That's what ASIC think a financial planner. You should go and see a financial planner and they should sit there for. You know they want they they I understand uh, they want a professional to sit there and give them advocate advice for right. advice right for advice yeah for yes. clients and so how do you how do you do that on technology yeah that's and a, so that's that that's a really is a good point. fundamental I mean you know people talk about machine learning and AI and the rest of it but artificial intelligence at the moment it's got the it can it can do whatever a dog can do intelligently now I'm not going to now <clears throat> I'm up there you on, mean on, it can on, sit what you can do go fetch. Or it can, you know, give me the bottle of water, right? right. Now I'm not taking Lassie down to the to, to, to Downing Street Court, am I? I'll be taking. <laughs> I did a Lassie's not a QC, right? So that's where we're at. There's some QC out there well, called Lassie. I, I, He's like, well, it could ah. be, and that's that's no, that's you know, I, I like, I, I'm a big fan of collies, <laughs> but call me old fashioned if you want. Then okay, no, I don't mind. Call me, call me old fashioned if you want, but, but you don't I, want... I want a human. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. So the, the point I'm making is how do you industrialize that? And so oh, that's that, a very good question. So, you know, I mean, I mean, it's a very good question. So, so you're talking about products, yeah. I talk about strategies. Okay. Yeah, and, okay. and, and, you know, and so. I agree. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Well, thank um, you for that. I'm very happy to hear that. The, the difference is mm. between uh, a lawyer and a financial planner is, be and yes, mm. I agree that the services provided by a financial planner should equal mm. that of a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that may or may not be the case, depending on what the, the well, de it, the, There are a couple of variables that are different to the case, yes. the, the theoretical case that we're talking about. Highly theoretical just One of those is the time-sensitive nature of it, mm -hmm. right? In regards to financial advice, there's only a small amount of times, and it's mm -hmm. usually either the death of a family or the death of yourself, mm -hmm. where something is, is critical. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, 99% of advice, it's not time critical. And mm -hmm. so we can we can put in that time and effort to achieve that level of yep. Uh, input yep. over the course of a much longer period of time. Absolutely. Now, um, so with that in mind, I, I have no doubt that advisors can provide those levels of strategies. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they can, but it's how do you industrialize that software? Well, okay. So I think first and foremost, do we need to industrialize beyond 100, 150 clients per advisor, right? And mm -hmm. if that's the case, yep. right? So say yeah, something like- Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say a map my plan scenario where mm -hmm. there's no advisor and they're handling thousands yep. 
of pieces of general advice, mm-hmm. but but advice. And so the scalability isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the well, the time allocation is the issue. Again, the the huge issue here is the static solution, which is tech in a dynamic environment, which is regulation. Mm-hmm not fitting together. And and I think the tech is trying to solve a problem that can't be solved. It can't be solved one-on-one without industrialization. Oh, it'll be solved eventually. Okay, yeah. how? Some smart, clever cookie will figure you it out. You think a tech solution yep. is, is going to yep. solve it? Never bet against the ingenuity of humanity. Never. They got us to the moon, 69, remember that? Without, without July us. 20. 21. Well, in Australia, 21. Yeah, well, we're in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Some very valuable contributions here. <laughs> you think? Eventually, yeah. Mm. yeah. Look, I, I've been amazed at some of the tech coming out. You know, and no, no, no technology should be um, significantly distinguishable from magic. And and that's you know you've got mm. some. Look, I've got a. If you told me a few years ago I'd have this in my pocket, a phone. I'm holding a phone, viewers. It's got GPS location. And 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 inst- you know I can contact any person on the planet with this thing. Yeah, from anywhere. Yeah, it's insane. It has any and answer I mean, to any question that's ever been asked. It, 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 that's yeah. And if you don't think that's great, yeah, so we they'll figure it out. Um, we've got a long way to go. Yeah, a long, long way to go. And I still think that there's an easier solution by uh, by tailoring by by there being more control over the products, mm-hmm. which we've seen work from FOFA and reduction of commissions from investments and superannuation. It achieves so much. Even if you're living in a world with savings plans, retirement bonds, and some annuities, you're hard be pressed. You'll be hard pressed to um, just get that simple uh, uh, three dimensional world. Yeah, I mean, you've looked at the complexities more than I have. It sounds like I'm probably being a little bit academic about it. Oh well, you know you need to you need to start somewhere. Journey of a thousand steps starts with one. <laughs> a thousand miles starts with one steps, etc. Well, okay, so let's we've spoken okay. about the problems. What do you see as the next five years in in financial planning? Oh, I think a lot of it will be in financial plan. Well, specifically tech. I think we're going to go for scale now. Really? Yeah, I think the great because that's the opposite of what advisors are saying. Oh no! It's, the, a financial planner's greatest comparative advantage is scale. You and so, think so? Hundred percent. Because then you're so just playing in the same field as a Robotech, for example. No, no. So let's. So my lawyer, right? Mm. The old wise one up Phillips Street. That really I mean, got yeah, look, he got me off, but honestly, he's you know getting a bit old. <laughs> All getting grey, ripped off another page, sold in second hand. How it goes when you're playing in a band, but it's just one of them. You go, you go on Phillips Street, you got all the, you know, and they're, they're all like little, um, they're like owls and, and cuckoo clocks. Yes, right. But there's only one of them, and you know, and they do quite well, but they charge an hourly rates. Mm-hmm. And only one of them. Oh. And have you ever heard of a, a billionaire lawyer? Never. Billionaire doctor? Never. Have you heard of billionaire tech? Yes. Yeah. Why? Why, why tech guys are not lawyers and doctors? What's, what's scalability? Yes. And so the thing is, I've got my QC, right? He's got to listen to my stupid story how I didn't kill anyone. And I, I kept it there till midnight, remember? Yes. And it went on for three days. Yes. I've trapped up all of his time, right? Now, you had Mark Zuckerberg. He types some little code. He does control C, control V, a thousand million times. Type once, code one, um, code one, oh, I can't remember. Type once, code many. And so... He's he's got scale because he just he does one bit of work and sells it a trillion times. Whereas the the doctor and lawyer can only do it once. Right. And but so with a with a no, so with a with an advisor, yes, you want to talk to talk to as many clients as you want and just scale the advisor possible because that's your profit. Sure, but uh, that's what I mean. Advisors, yeah, yeah, yeah. But advisors get into this work to mm. bring value to yep. people's lives yep. and to bring value to themselves. Yep. So it's not entirely just about. I, I'm assuming I'm assuming a, a profit maximizing individual. Yes. Or, or, you know, it's, but you're assuming economic. a lot of rationality. Which, oh, yeah, well, I am. Yeah, I'm assuming rational. Yes, yes yeah. Yes. We, and we, as we know, no one, well, very rarely <coughs> do people operate in a fully rational way. You've got to hang your hat off on something. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hang my hat on rationality and logic any day of the week, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> call um, me old fashioned if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> I would just say that I think there's, I think. That's a simplistic way to look at it. It's a very simplistic but correct way to look at it. Well, I see. I think a lot of advisors get into advice because they enjoy it. Of course, you yeah. But 
they're not charities. And and no. and, and and you try telling your uh, your, your national manager that. Um, uh, I, don't know. I, I just think you know, the, profit isn't a dirty word. No, of course not. See, I've got the high ground there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I need to apologise. <laughs> uh, and, and it's a very good point. Yep. Let's talk about a situation then. What do you think an advisor... So for an advisor out there that is considering mm-hmm. the concept that, okay, <laughs> scalability is a way for me to take what I'm doing, keep the parts that I enjoy... Mm-hmm. But just make more money yep. and affect more people's lives. Mm-hmm. So you're suggesting that is an option. Yep. Talk to me five years. What does it look like? Oh, what does it look like? It looks like a, I think you're going to have a, where the, the front office, you're going to have a highly engaged front office and they're going to be your, your like, uh, uh, your classic financial planners that, uh, the, the passionate ones there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, but the back office will be uh, highly scaled out um, and it will be using a the, – the, the stack will be more integrated than ever before and I think self-licensed will be more far more prolific than it is today and I think the quality of advice will be much higher because I think in the next two or three years we're going to have a whole lot of bedding down. We've gone through a rough, a rough period, right? Horrible. Yeah, and everyone's just a little bit of quiet time now. Just to bed down oh, your processes, lovely. and just to you know work on mentoring some of your employees, and to get the clients' relationship, and you know you got all these good ideas, right? It takes you ages to you know find the time to put them in. Yeah, wouldn't it be good to have like eighteen months of just refining them? That would be lovely. And then what we're going to have is you're going to have, uh, this is my opinion, you're going to have a lot of financial planners that do continuous. Well, there's this whole idea about continuous improvement in software. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that in advice? Why don't we just be do that? Lovely. Why don't we do that? And, so, like, and you do, you know, you do first financial planning, the big bang, and then you just constantly, constantly refine. Yes. And the, the 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 guys and girls that I've seen get through this whole COVID situation, the least stress in the business are the ones that continually improve the financial plan rather than just send out big ROAs every now and then. Can you give me an example of what that means to improve the plan? Um, constant check, a uh, constant updating of of fact finds. Right, so you've got the client portals. They'll, they'll sit there and update the fact finds. The fact finds are being changed through the data feeds. Um, and so rather than saying, you know, you know, they, they contact every quarter or something like that, there'll be like an automated weekly update of just changes of the portfolio, what it might mean, are you red, green, blue, are you know, red, amber, green sort of thing, tolerance levels, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, ah, and this gets to what you were, um, I think, saying on, it might have been LinkedIn the other day, where you were saying that staying invested in the same strategy, uh, yep. co- at least according to you, you well, think is uh, not a no. good... I'm seeing a lot of virtue signaling amongst financial planners. Okay, what does that mean? The virtue signaling is when you're appealing to people through emotion rather than logic. Sure, fair yeah, Which is fine, which which is fine. Yes, but, it's a big part of the job. Yeah, no, it's a big part of the time, but don't lose sight of the logic. Don't, don't, get, don't get caught up in the emotion and just disregard logic. So, so you're saying that... Buy and hold I, in general not, is not, a bad not, strategy. Not buy and hold. I'm seeing a lot of stick to your strategy. Keep on doing what you're doing, which is fine. Yes. But is the strategy still right? Yes. And, and, and so let's say you have, you know, and this is a make-believe portfolio, so sure. don't get too caught up on my portfolio management skills here, but <laughs> you're 50-50 in, 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 in um, Great Union Cinemas. Yeah. And the other one is uh, in, in you're owning a bit of this custom WeWork. house building. <laughs> yeah, WeWork, that's right. And, and a few weeks ago, it might have been a really good idea. Right. It was a charming idea. Oh, I'd have a bit of that myself. But next minute, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. and, and so, so you know, that might, might be your long-term SAA, but don't blindly stick to it. Because it sounds, it sounds, it sounds wise and it sounds hardworking, like Protestant working ethic skill, right? And, and you've bub- you're, you're, you're puffed up with pride mm. and you've, you've got your, your muscle out and your, 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 um, your singlet on, you're doing some bricklaying, that sort of stuff. But, you know, no, no, you need to go on. When the facts underpinning the recommendation change, so must the recommendation. Okay, so, so let's... And I'm not saying churning or just overreact. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I get it, especially in terms of the concept that you were alluding to just before, which was a weekly update yep. on the investments yep. and where you sit and things like that. I mean, how, how, many, how many Australians do you think get that? Oh, none. 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 It's not beyond the wit of humanity. No. No. And it's probably quite easy. Why yes. don't we do it? Well, I can tell you because... 
and and it, I, I asked, uh, I put a poll up on XY just recently, and it was what percentage of your value do you think your clients attach to to you know, or, or what's the thing that they pay you for? Mm. And uh, investment management was very low, mm. right? Well, it's like oh no, well, because financial planners don't do investment management. Correct. Mm. Yeah, we and and used and, to though. Yeah, that's right. Why, when there was, why? Why did that go? Yeah, commissions were, re- were no. removed from uh, investment products. CFS first choice. What? What do you mean? What happened yeah, with CFS? A, CFS said, "Geez, financial planners, that's a that's a." So when I started out, it was a long time, probably before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1988 viewers. <laughs> it was in uh, Adelaide Terrace and in Perth, actually. Well, the West Australian fans will recognise that one. Allied, it was Allied Buck, NSP Buck. Best financial planning business in Australia, that one. Mainly because of me, but um, no, I was I was I was my first job actuarial analyst and I wasn't even an actuary. Joke was on them. But uh, they had so when 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 a client came to see a financial planner, the planners used to go and talk to the actuary and the actuary would sit up to this they would sit into the multi manager growth portfolio for them. And they were mixing matching growth with value and growth at a reasonable price. It was it, it was quite impressive. And so they would have had that in every single practice or in every single AFSO across the country had its own portfolio management team. Wow. Yeah, because where would you get it before you – yeah, someone had it. And so, sure. and so the, the genius of first choice is they saw that across the country and said, no, we'll take that. Thanks very much. And they said, what? That's, and the value proposition of planners were, why don't you spend more time in front of your clients and we'll do all this, outsource it all to us, the portfolio management administration. That's, that's where it came from. And so there was this huge value transfer in the late 90s where CFS and BT Rap took the lot. And then financial planners became just engaged, not sales, it's, it's, they became more client-focused Yes, and gave that bit of the business to the, the, the aforementioned parties. Right, so they outsourced the yeah. value proposition in terms of investments mm-hmm. to the platform. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it does sure. make sense. Yeah. All right, now does it make sense? You've got no, so I think it so, was inevitable. Well, what's it? Well, I, I mean, this is speculation. But you know, that's who gets the MER? Uh, the, platform, oh, well, the platform and the investment. Who got it before? Well, the advisors, advisors were still charging it. Yeah, the advisors got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, advice had to evolve out of that. Well, technology. Did it? Well, technology being technology, mm. someone's going to do that. So, mm. sure. We can look back and say. Will it stay that way forever? It's a good You know, the it's that future is blurry there. Yeah, the future is blurry. Big changes. So yeah. five years, I'll be keeping on that. This is all, hard, all speculation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's an interesting concept. You think that they're potentially that the value prop could go back from. The, I mean, the is, don't you love it when the go like a pendulum? Things do pendulum. Pendulate. Pendulate. <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Fact check that one. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's uh, history repeats and rhymes and all the rest of it. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, we're, 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 we're stuck in a simulation. I'm sure you realize that. Elon Musk told us that many times. And, uh, well, statistically, sure, it seems more likely than mm. so. But it has but, yeah, no I, effect I, on life, as no, far as I'm concerned. That we're aware of, anyway. <laughs> but the closer, the closer, a closer race civilization gets to be able to program a simulation, the higher it, it probably is a simulation. Yes, yeah, certainly. Mm. But realistically, Pong was only like, <laughs> A couple of decades ago, That's so we're true. still a while away. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean, that's so. I, your I, view, your view is. I have no views. Okay, this very good. Speculation. So, so, so the the view decoupled from mm-hmm. uh, Julian Plummer. This is what I'm hearing around town. <laughs> is that uh, potentially that there's value prop to be regained? by the advisor mm. in the space of the investments where it's previously been lost. And you're suggesting, no, not no, you're no. suggesting, you've heard others suggest. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me to say. Right. That um, one of the reasons why advice has felt like a ship without a rudder is because that core value prop was removed from them and then they haven't been able to r- yeah. replace it. Now, you're going to get a lot of a lot of comments under these, under these when you post this. Okay. <laughs> it's, financial planners shouldn't be doing investment management. Fair enough. I, you know, maybe. Well, but some want to. Yeah, some want And some people want and to can, get that advice. And there's nothing, that's great advice. Why, why, who, we should get to fight over who throws the dartboard. Sure. Mm. No, 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 of no, course no, not. Not. I mean, as you know, as I know, as all advisors know, no two advisors are the same. And so some advisors want to specialize in that investment. And, maybe, and, maybe they can flip a coin. It's better the next 
as, as well as an ex-coin flipper. Being, <laughs> it being a random mean variable warp. I've got to say, though, as a complete opposite view, mm-hmm. right, and there are advisors who have certainly done well by saying, I don't touch yep. investments. Yep. However, it's very unscalable. Let's call it that's reality because you're working on everything that's not investment. Well, product is the most scalable sure. of all the advice strategies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although, and, and diving into a little bit of detail here, but basically uh, the FASIA Code 3, there's already talk of whether SMAs mm-hmm. are potentially breaking uh, you know, the, the conflict at entire, like entirely. So mm-hmm. regardless of who even owns it, yep. because... Because so frequently there's mm. ownership attached to to the SMAs. Yep. Um, I think I think model portfolios as well. They're not. I mean, how do you set up a model portfolio in a business at the moment and scale it out to all your financial planners? Well, an SMA. Yeah, but is that taught the financial planning software? I mean, is is that living and breathing with the financial planning software? I don't think it is. Uh, how do you how do you make a new how do you set me up a new growth conservative portfolio? But use these products and get rid of BHP for me. And do it in your, your financial planning software and make that talk to the product. Well, you can. Can you? It'd take a while, but you can. Oh, so, but you can't. <laughs> so, you can't. <laughs> so, I think, you know, that's, that's and I don't think that'd be a, a, a difficult thing to do. It just has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, there's lots of things that could possibly happen there. It's, a, it's an interesting concept. I haven't heard a lot of advisors talk in that fashion. Obviously, you got these huge, you know, Barron's came out with their top 100. Mm-hmm. The majority of those advisors were wholesale advisors. They weren't uh, retail advisors. Yep. So their entire value prop, realistically, is that investment piece, mm. right? Mm. And it, it, when you mentioned to me before, I've never considered that advisors would be able to wrangle back that value. The from markets the- constantly at war with each other. And, you know, it's... There'll be pricing, there'll be people repricing everything on a daily basis, trying to figure out how to get the next well, 10, 10 mark. So uh, 10 the concept points. of what you've put forward, or the premise, was essentially what um, uh, there was two companies that launched in um, Silicon Valley about 10 years ago. Betterment mm-hmm. was one of them. Investnet, was it? Yes. Mm. Now, uh, they they were around for a long time and uh, Vanguard started and basically took their entire market share in like a week. Like a day, right. right. <laughs> right. Mm. But, and they were doing all this really complicated stuff like mm-hmm. tax loss mm-hmm. harvesting. We'll sell oh, now. Optimization, we'll, yep, yep, yeah, no, yeah. The whole thing, right? Yeah. Backing of Silicon Valley mm-hmm. had huge names who were all promoting it. Tim Ferriss, yada, yada, yada. Failed, right? It's because... You know, well, I can tell you what. It's because the emotional connection to money is stronger than what people think. And, you know, we're talking before about rationality or emotional, Mm. but people actually connect on the, that's why it's called personal finance, not corporate finance. Not everyone's a quant, right? Not everyone's a pretend actuary, right? Right. So personal finance, the key to personal finance is you take all the rationality you want, Mm -hmm. mix in 80% emotion and that's where you end up with a, a large portion of the, the population that's how they see financial advice yeah so an investment specific value prop mm-hmm. well but okay the thing about american american advisors are all invest are all model portfolios yes you got you got an american advisor and say uh give me some tbd and, and some life they go what are you talking about yeah then it, it, it what's an estate plan and so there's no concept of a holistic financial plan in america here there is and we've got something they don't have a huge part of superannuation. Yeah. And so I, I remember when the robo-advisors came over here, I kept on saying, mate, and they, I'd say, you're going on for non-superannuation, non, uh, um, uh, what uh, they're, going for, they're going for non-super um, investments. And, I, and they go, oh, yeah, we, uh, minimum investment, $10,000 or $15,000. I said, mate, no one's got $15,000 here. If they've got $15,000, they're going to pay off, yeah, they can put that and pay off their home loan or go to Bali. Go, Who's got $15,000 oh, right. cash in the, nobody, Nobody is. I said, no one's got it. We're, but we, what we do have is an average balance of $225,000 of superannuation totally. sitting here, which, which we'll play a, we will play around with. Uh, so we've got that on our side. And so all that sort of stuff, the first place it should be was in super, in, within superannuation. Of course. And there, there you will have people who will be far more um, likely to sit there and do something like this rather than, you know, if, there's no way I'll give $5,000 
cash no. to a robot. It just wouldn't happen. No, no, no. So, and um, I'd, I'd sit there and talk to him and tell him what a great business idea it was, but deep down I said, no. Yeah, well, mate. absolutely. Because, I mean, when my mates pull open their, yeah. their app on their phone, which whichever superannuation it is, and like shout out to Australian Super, they've got some great yep. app tech these days, mm. right? So, uh, so my mates pull it up and go, hey, look at the balance. Mm. Look what I'm invested in. And mm. uh, they say, you know, I'm invested in this, 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 yep. this, and this. Far more interested in that. Yep. And, and it's going to be 10 times, uh, 20 times what they've yep. got in their bank account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fully understand. Mm. Um, and yet, they would still come to me because they, you know, they got these life decisions to yep. make. And I would say, well, actually, you've arrived at a certain point in time mm. now. You've got to go speak to a financial planner. Yeah, yeah. Because... The investment by itself is, in my opinion, is not enough to bring people in for a long-term journey. The investment, what do you mean? By, what is, what is, Just the investment. So, so, so no, no, making no, no, the investment is part of your value. Yeah, absolutely right. That's but you've got super, super sitting there. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I'll be, yeah. So, so. Uh, I've figured about all that. So, so in regards to the investment, mm. your, your people around you are suggesting that. Yeah, people on the street, taxi drivers. People, taxi drivers are suggesting don't ignore the investment piece. Make it a make it a, a clear party value prop. Do everything else, but make the investments a clear party. Well, I mean, it's, it's 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 something you should I would consider and have a look at. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. You'd be silly not to. And you know, if I was, you know, if 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 something might change in five years, I reckon that might have a bit of hmm. some incentives around it. Nothing changed. Nothing will ever stay the same. They'll be back and forth for for the, for, the, for eternity as we. Speaking about uh, pendulums, are you staying in financial services for the foreseeable future? It's the love of my life. <laughs> I will never go. You lot of <laughs> you poor sods have drawn the short straw. Now, no. uh, head of strategy at mm. Midwinter now. Uh, uh, yes. Yep. Yes, yes. I, I saw the uh, oh, the you? title changed when when the name of the business changed. Midwinter, a Bravaria. A Bravora. 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 Yes. Company. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Now, where did this relationship come from? Because, because I got to say, companies like uh, Advisor Logic purchased mm. by yep. um, uh, Morningstar. Yep. You guys purchased by no, Bravora. Never, never heard of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting about that is you've got uh, you've got Xplan, which is the monolith, right? It's mm. a two billion dollar company, by the way. Holla, right? So you got that, and then you've got the you got you guys and Advisor Logic, which I guess would be the largest. Second tier, if you want to call it that, now backed by huge companies, mm. right? Uh, we've seen things like um, what was that one that just recently went under? C cube. They, they 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 were resurrected. resurrected. I think, yeah, I think they were. Yes, by uh, primary markets or open markets, someone like that. Right. Yep. yep. Interesting. Oh, mm. great news. Yep. yep. Um, oh, it was. It was. I didn't like seeing the go. No, but it was that was a shame. No, that absolutely yeah, yeah, is a shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm glad to hear that they're still mm. going. So, the, but the interest, I think, the risk that was brought to light with CQ mm. was okay. If the company that I'm dealing with that has all of the data of all I of my can't business, tell you how happy people don't ask me that question six months ago. Yeah, mm. and I'd never considered it, yes. even though I'm sure you were probably banging on about it. I try not to bang on about it, actually. <laughs> Until you were purchased. Well, you know, I mean, there were, there were processes in place, but uh, it's not something... Well, you know, I, I, there were better, conver- better conversations to be had, put it that way. Certainly. Yeah. But now, mm-hmm. it's a very important conversation. Oh, it's, it's very, it would be the first thing I'm talking about. Yes. Absolutely. Very crucial. Yeah, no, but it's a very good point. Yeah, no, it is. I, 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 think, be so I, think, I think Midwinter, Advisor Logic... Mm. Uh, and X Plan, yep. Iris, happened to be the three safest uh, companies in yep. the market to be handling advisor and client data. I can only speak for ourselves, but yes. Okay, you've got you've got companies that are, are doing really cool stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. But now, at, let's say I'm an advisor, I'm slightly concerned that it's going to go missing. That yep. things are going to fall apart. That mm-hmm. C Cube version 2.0 is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So. What's your what's your view? Because you've been on both sides of the coin. Yep. Uh, let's assume for a moment that you've got clients listening. Talk to me about the security that you now provide mm-hmm. because Bravora. Yep. And also talk to me about what people can doing. Let's say that they're not midwinter clients. Let's say they're with a smaller provider. What mm-hmm. they should be doing to reduce that risk. Some good questions. Um, well, actually, not much has changed in terms of security before the 
the, the takeover. Yeah. Um, because we our security was second to none. It still is second to none. And and I my biggest fear, my biggest nightmare, my biggest what caused me the most stress in my life over the last fifteen years right. was waking up and one of the business partners saying they've got us and someone hacked the database. Think, right. Oh my god, that was just I wouldn't know. I would go into shock. Yeah, yeah. And I never wanted that situation to happen to me. Yes. And every day. And and so the thing about this is you've got to talk about it because it could happen. Of course. And and so and it does happen. And it does happen. And it will happen. Yes. And and so you, everything in life's got a risk and you you can't get rid of the risk. The risk's there. You've got to manage the risk. Yes. And um and so we spend a lot of time oh, I can't tell you a lot of time getting that risk managed and going through it and going through it again because I just never want to wake up and have that like just just that just I mean I, I've I have dreamt about this mm. and I just like the first phone call would be oh my god I can feel my heart almost stopping but it's the phone calls to the advisors think oh my god I don't know if I could do it yeah right just it should be heartbreaking right yes and so I said and I and I, and I said and you know at the board level we took that very seriously and we sat down and said I, we never want I never I said I never want to have that conversation that, that I don't want to do it. Well, and so it's the career over. Yeah, it's a career over, and you know, yeah. just and the and the and their careers over. Probably. Yes, yeah. And so yeah. you know, not the, for the, me. The not chain, for me. The not chain me. of uh, yeah things yeah. that would Cascading, go wrong. Cascading. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I said just, we need to make that not happen. Yes. And so you know, Andrew and James, my business partners, they had their full attention. Yes. And so well, it to was the, the point f- that you launched a security yeah, company, that's Camino. It. Yeah, Is yeah, that still up and running? No, we without that 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 closed to take it, but that was to get us. The, the 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 experience we needed to do that. Interesting. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was on the back of that. And then once we finished that, we started doing the Camino stuff. But we need to take the high moral ground and just get that experience we needed for the security. Yeah. Because I knew it was all about cloud. Yes. Now, the thing about, the thing about cloud, right, is the security. So with a managed host system, traditional managed host thing, I've done this spiel so many times since if, okay, if, cut in now. Yeah, if you've if you've if you've got an old style system, you you had to, if you had a box, you had to do the security yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know some someone A and P doing their own security, and someone at retire invest and all the rest of it. The idea with high cloud is we all do the security, mm. and you just give us the subscription, so we take it all in house. And we like we would buy the we we go and hire the best security people we can, and so we you had this full time security team that did nothing but security, and they were the best of the best, and so. Is when we got that team, my heart started to relax a bit. Think, all oh, right, because they were they were onto it, and it, they gave me a whole lot. Of, it's yeah. So, so security, security, I'm glad it was, to hear it was security that. first. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I'm glad it to hear that. Security so, so security first. hasn't changed since Pagora. No. However, mm. I would say the risk of you going oh, and solve it yeah, has reduced. It's zero. Well, it's zero. zero. It's, it's, it's well, no. Yes. Hang on, let me. It is is a. I don't know what it is, but it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a lot lower than yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it's, it's above like, my pay grade now, but yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where it's yeah, you've got corporate back in there, which to me I think is a really important um, part. What mm. should advisors do? Let's say that they're using uh, something mm. that doesn't have the backing mm-hmm. of a big company. Yep. Um, what should they do? Genuinely, what what advice would have you? Given? How about how, what if I was a financial planner and I was using someone else's product? Yes, I would. I'll be getting data extracts as often as I could. How do you do that? Depend. Okay, it depends on the software. Depends on the software. Sure. So, but email the company and say. Oh, I would be. I would not email it. I'd take my. I'd. I'd, I'd buy a new Jaguar. <laughs> XJ four door, twelve right. liter saloon. Right. I'd drive right up to the front door. Yes. And I wouldn't leave until <laughs> you had the instructions on how to get. Or data some extracts. sort of assurance that you know. I'd, okay. So, so data extracts. Mm-hmm. What? What is that? And where do I store it? Well, I'd, where do you store it? It's a good. Some very good questions. It depends what you have in terms of your. IT arsenal, but um, you 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 pride put on a sort of, sort of like a OneDrive or something like that. Encrypted. Right. Yep. Um, I would I would I would ask some questions about security all day long. Okay. You know things like you know how, where, where is it stored mm. and how, things like um, how many how many employees have access to database. You saw Twitter yesterday. Mm. That was an employee an employee breach. So someone someone did some social. Media. I mean that stuff happens all the time. You heard of Kevin Mitnick and all the stuff. He dumpster diving. Um, I'd sit there and just question, where, when's the last ISO you did? Can I have a look at it? ISO. ISO, which is the security. It's a security standard used by... When was the last ISO? That, ISO audit. So once a year... ISO audit. When yeah. was the last ISO audit yeah. that was performed? 90, ISO 9600. Ask them for that. And so 
I mean, this we did this five years ago. We we were the, one of the first. Remember, was one of the first companies in our sector or industry to actually have this huge international audit come in and, and went through. And yeah, we passed. It was, and we spent a huge amount of money on that. And we were, do we need to do it? Do we not need to do it? Doesn't matter. We're doing it. Yeah. Because it's security first, and that's such a, and you know, it was it was a lot of money to spend, and and no one saw the benefit. That's the thing. Yeah, no, no one it's said, almost like no and, news is yeah. good news and you don't get any props None. for and no it's news. it's boring as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing about security, right, it's not an issue, it's not an issue until you're the front page of the AFR yeah, and nah, all of a sudden it's the a, heads are going to roll. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's and all it's, and, and, and the fintechs now, first thing I did with the fintech, um, I've seen fintechs, I can probably have seen some fintechs, and when you're racing for a release or a sprint... Yes. And the thing is, you've got all this API stuff now where people are building their own stuff and connecting. That's APIs are information flying. Yeah, of course. Where's that being stored? Is that being is that being transmitted encrypted or is it or in plain text? And so you've got everyone having a go themselves. And and, and what's what what sort of what sort of processes around that? Where's that being well, stored? Is being audited? Okay. Let, mm. Ah interesting. So, you know, so if I get if I if I'm using a piece of uh, financial planning software mm-hmm. that uses Zapier mm-hmm. to go into now Zapier, you got all your information going through. Who's yes. audited that? No, Where's the this is my question. Yeah, so well, exactly. that'd be my. Okay, so what go, are we I'll doing? Well, are I'm, you suggesting that? I'm not suggesting anything. No, okay. Are people around <laughs> I'm you suggesting you go and talk to your mates who are using Zapier and ask him, you know, have you had an external party look at this? You know, okay, let's let's get down to how yeah. you do that. Mm-hmm. How would a financial planner get an audit on yep. the Zapier? I would. Well, that who, first, who first we of all, first of all, because you wouldn't Zapier, you did the whole office. Understood. Yeah, and so okay, you do. So you you say you know you do the physical the physical equipment. Yes. Uh, you do you know all the network stuff. You're trying to uh, breach into the network. Yes. And then you know you've got then which is separate from all your cloud stuff. Yes. And so you have a look at that as well. So, I mean, it's it's, it's an undertaking, but you've got to do it. How do you know? Oh, you, you go and talk to a you go talk to a and you know there are penetration security companies. Security companies. So that's that, what we were what we're doing at Camino was exactly that. That's, right. That okay. Was, can can you suggest some names, shout outs? Oh, I'd I'd, I'd, have, I'd get you a list that I can provide. What about uh, the top of your head? Oh, I I I I I can't even remember their names. Okay. Hmm. Because, because you built Camino. What? Where did that go? What? Why isn't it around anymore? Oh, I think um, the 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 emphasis was on the financial planning software. Of course. Yeah. And with with what we knew was about to come up with the the bravura stuff, we knew that that would be taken care of. So. Understood. Yeah. So you just chose to shut that. Well, we brought it, we brought all that stuff in house, concentrated right. on the software, right? And then just okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it looks a hard business model because you're, which you try, you're trying to tell people to spend money on, on something things. that they get no yeah, profit for. Right. I fully get that. Yeah, yeah. So what are some words that advisors should Google to find people in their local area that can do this? Uh, security. If consult- I typed in security, Secu- I'd end up with secos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smokes yeah. in there. No, no. You, 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 ISO, ISO ninety six hundred. ISO 9600 yeah. really? security test. There, there will come a time. So organizations like Big Winter had, you know, if the thing is, if you wanted to work with the big boys like the CPAs, mm-hmm. you would need to be ISO certified. End of story. Mm-hmm. If you're not, forget about it. Yes. And so that was one of the, you know, a pretty big reason for us doing that. Now, there will come a time where every financial planner has to do that. And I think in, in, in ASIC, you know, ASIC have said, you know, you, the AFSL, I think the duty, the responsibility lies with the AFSL to have adequate supervision monitoring of the of, of what's going on the AFSL, which is security as well. So the next Royal Commission won't be on advice, it'll be on security. Yep. Well, here's the thing. The last Royal Commission was meant to be on financial services in the banking industry, mm-hmm. and it just snipered in on financial planners anyway. I, I, I'm convinced that any any research <laughs> just ends up literally onto the hand into the hands of the least least protected stakeholder in the <coughs> whole value chain, which unfortunately Always happens to be financial planners. I have, a, I have, I have many opinions on this. None of which of them are, uh, you care to share. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, no. You know, I'm going to bite my tongue. Okay, yeah, I'm going to look at your, I'm going to look at your face and bite my tongue. <laughs> I respect that. Um, mm. You, you've got the, you've got the ear of the planners. What do you want to tell them as a sign off? As a sign off? Oh, oh, there's no sign off. I'll be, I'll be here for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, look. I think they've just gotten. They're not. They've gone through a rough period, and they're not going to lose their way. I think they're losing a bit of confidence, and it, it breaks my heart. Uh, I just keep on trucking, and everyone's talking about the size of the financial planning market going down. 
not it's, start. It's, it's not. No, it's just no. concentrated in a little bit smaller amount of people. That's exactly. No, the number of people wanting advice hasn't gone down. Uh, correct. So the supply side, yeah, well, sorry, the demand massive. side, if not, has, if not, probably increased actually because yes, of COVID. Absolutely. And so if I was a financial planner, I think, well, the market's increased and the number of competitors have gone down. What does that mean for me? More. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and so this is not a time, this is not a time to go around losing your confidence. No. This is time to double down. Well, <coughs> now's the time to, to you know, step on the accelerator. In the next 18 months. Just, I, I fully agree. Yeah. In 2008, in 2017, there was 28,000 advisors. Mm. In 2019, there's 23,000 mm-hmm. advisors. Mm-hmm. In that same time, mm-hmm. superannuation assets increased hundreds of billions mm-hmm. of dollars, mm-hmm. which has increased demand mm-hmm. supply has gone down on a per advisor basis mm-hmm. now obviously advisors don't handle 100 percent of superannuation assets yep. out there there's different numbers but let's assume 60 percent. but on a on a, a very rudimentary calculation the amount of superannuation assets available to be uh, advised by each advisor out there is now 120 million dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. look if i if i got any higher than 72 percent on my financial planning <laughs> I probably I know where I'll be. I'll be googling what the state plan is, and you know, I, I, get I, a will. Yeah. Put a capital on that W. I tell, oh, that's that's my. I tell, I'm very good at capitalization. <laughs> that's how you got seventy two. So no, I, I you know I I I I would be doubling down in advice. I really yeah. would be. I really would be. Yeah, and that's not. I'm not just saying that for 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 the sake of it. Yes, I, I really would. No, I, I think, would. and I look at the practice valuations. I think, wow. Well, yeah, you've got some, uh, you've got some big money rolling into town. Mm. Have been for a little while now, mm. p- picking up some. Yep. Um, so obviously, in at least the smart money is bullish in this area. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, reasonably intelligent money. I'd say smart money. Mm. I've seen some of the guys making the calls. Oh, have you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So. Thank you, Julian. As, right. as, uh, I explained to someone that uh, yeah. you were coming on the podcast and they said it was the poor man's Rogan Elon podcast. Well, they weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, thank you so much for coming uh, pleasure. on. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Chowsy, wowsy, wowsy.